Hey, 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 mamas. Do you have a whole bunch of artwork from your kids that is just all over your home? And maybe some of them are amazing treasures, but it does get overwhelming, especially when it starts to pile up. Let's say you have two kids, three kids, or like me, you have five. And I can tell you, like when all that artwork starts to go crazy in my house, <laughs> I had to decide what to do with it and I had to figure out a simple hack. So I did. And I want to share with you a simple hack for dealing with all that overload of artwork and what to do with it. So that one, you can still preserve the memories and two, you definitely don't need that clutter. <laughs> So before we get into this simple hack, I definitely want to thank you for always listening in. It really just warms my heart. And I also want to give you back something. So if you haven't done it already, get on my book VIP list. Why? Because you'll get a special price for my homeschooling book that will be coming out and you'll be part of some major decisions for that book. So that's all you gotta do. Click on that link in my show notes and get on my VIP list. All right, let's get into the simple hack to save you from just getting drowned and overloaded by all that artwork. Aloha mamas, you've made it to the Homeschooling Entrepreneur Mom podcast. I'm Kavaya Quinn, RN turned full-time entrepreneur and homeschool rock star to five kiddos. I know you're frustrated with homeschooling. You know there's a way to make it fun, but you haven't figured it out yet. And you're overwhelmed with combining homeschool and making money from home. You're wishing for a way to integrate homeschooling and building a business while giving your kiddos the gift of entrepreneurship. So if you're ready to create a homeschool filled with fun and adventures while you're making money, get your favorite mama juice and throw your hair in a messy bun. Let's get to work. Aloha, my friends. Welcome to another episode because I got to share this one with you. And for real, real, it doesn't matter if you homeschool or not. Every parent gets overwhelmed by the gazillions of artwork that their kids bring on. And it doesn't matter if they're currently in school or not, <laughs> because kids love to do art. They like to color things. They like to display it. They like to draw. If you have kids like mine, I have five kids. Now, my oldest three are six, seven, and 11. My 11 loves to draw loves to draw to the point we actually got him a drafting table and he just goes to town and we love to support it like that's one thing we try to do in this house just support what he really loves to do but then on the flip side you get like tons and tons and tons of artwork they're just everywhere and then since he loved to draw my second and my third child who are six and seven they're like, ooh, we want to do the same thing. And that's one of the like free time, quiet time things that I do not mind them doing. Like go draw, go paint, go do whatever you want. Like that way I actually don't have to do an artwork curriculum, <laughs> like specifically all the time. I just provide the materials for them. But like I said, on the flip side, we get so much artwork in this house. It is everywhere. Right now, it's currently on my dining table. I even have an artwork table, and it's on that too. It's on our breakfast table. It's everywhere, like all over the place. So I had to just figure out a way to kind of like deal with it because if it's getting all over our house, I didn't want it to just get too much for me. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure like it gets too much for you too. So over the years, especially with homeschooling, 
And, you know, when you go through the whole school year and everything, you get more and more and more. Now that my three-year-old is joining the club on drawing and everything and wants to see her artwork everywhere, I'm like, ooh, we need to have something in place. So I actually been doing this system for a few years now, and it's been helping us a lot to, you know, maintain the crazy artwork clutter and overload. <laughs> and so it's just three simple steps, three things that you can do to really just take hold of that artwork craziness, but still preserve the memories that your kids are making because that's one thing too, right? You're like, I don't want to hurt their feelings by throwing out their artwork. I don't want to like make them feel bad that I didn't appreciate it or anything like that. So here's what I have done and has been working for our family for, I want to say the last three, about three years, three to four years, we've been doing this specific system and actually evolved over the years to becoming this. So the first thing we do is I have my kids decide what to keep. I have them sit down and I bring out all their artwork. We have like a designated cubby for each of my kids. So they'll make artwork. If they want to display it, we actually have a place for it. But usually what happens is they make the artwork and they're like, look, mom, look what I did. And then just leave it somewhere like on the ground, all, all over the place. I'm like, hey, put your guys stuff in your cubby and we'll look for it. Look at it later. So that's what they do. They leave it in their cubby. Then once I see it kind of like piling up in there, we just take some time. I bring out the recycle bin and we sit down and I say, okay, pick what you like, recycle the rest. And they do it. I don't decide for them. They decide for themselves. And it actually works out really well because they look at it and they're like, oh, I really don't like this one. Ooh, I love this one. Ooh, this one is really good. And I even had them like my oldest would be like, I don't like this. And then my middle child would be like, I love it. And he'll keep his artwork. And I'm like, whatever, whatever you guys want to do, just sort through the first pile. And that reduces it by a lot. So that's the first thing. Have your kids decide what to keep and then recycle the rest or throw out the rest or whatever you can do with the rest. Number two, designate a display area. This is important, and I highly suggest not your fridge. <laughs> Those of artwork ends up on there. I would suggest not that. Get a like really cheap cork board or whiteboard or something that you can find. I usually find mine's at yard sales or things like that, or on OfferUp or something where it's like five bucks for a cheap one. Or you can just go to Costco and get like a whiteboard, a magnetic whiteboard for like twenty dollars. But get something else <laughs> other than your fridge to display it and then put it somewhere like we have a homeschool room so it's in our homeschool room but if you want to put it in your hallway you want to put it somewhere else like put up your board somewhere and let them know this is where you hang your artwork we want everyone to see it we want to show them your amazing work this is where you put it and so they get excited to put it there so they go they make their artwork, they put it on, If you, especially if they're old enough to know how to put it on themselves, they'll do it. And that's cool. The second part of number two, though, <laughs> is have a time limit or a rule about the displaying. So for example, it could be like, okay, you can put your artwork up here for a certain amount of days. Or if there's no space anymore, you need to like take something out and put so you can put something on. 
or every time you do a new artwork, you replace it. Like whatever works for your family, but at least have a rule to set on that display board. So now it doesn't end up like a cluttered board. Like you don't want that. You literally want to display it. Um, you can be like, okay, there's only so much artwork that can be displayed at a certain time. So depending on how much kids you have, you can be like, okay, everybody gets two artwork at a time or whatever. I don't know. Make up a simple rule that your kids can understand and follow and then they will be like, okay, that's cool. And then that would help them decide what to put on, how long to put on there, what to display and all the things. So recap, first have your kids decide what to keep and sort and and especially in that part too, if there is something you really love, then you can put your input, of course, in that. Number two, designate a display area and have a rule for like how long things can be displayed. That's number two. And, and put it somewhere nice too, or put it somewhere just where it literally is a display. Does that make sense? Not your fridge because your fridge can get cluttered way too fast. Number three is what we added on about three years ago. I've been doing number one and two for, I think everybody really does that, but I've been doing that for years. But number three is what really helped us change our way of preserving our artwork. So what we do after the display is done, we have another sort. And this sort we go through is we sort our artwork or their artwork and they have the choices of storing it, gifting it, or now just throwing it out again, like they're tired of it. <laughs> so I'll go through the last two. Gifting it, one thing we love to do is gift the kids artwork to other family members. We share the love in this house, especially when you have five kids. You're like, okay, it's great that we see it, but it'd be amazing to like gift it to your grandma, your aunties, your cousin, like uncle, whoever they want. Maybe somebody's birthday is coming up and your kids are like, oh, I would love for blah 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 to have this and you're like good let's let's make it into a card let's make it into a letter so what we have done is if they don't want to store it and they want to gift it to someone we have made it into a gift to give to someone and mailed it out so that is something that you can definitely do with your artwork during the um holidays we've actually also <laughs> gifted a lot of their artwork to family members like we would put it in their regular gift or we just send it with our Christmas cards whatever it is and now their artwork is now living at someone else's house for them to see and appreciate too so that's one thing that we added in and then we love it throwing it out that makes sense again like maybe your kids are tired of it finally after displaying for so long and they're like you know what? let's just throw it out now the first one storing it this is where I had to be creative because at first, I was like, okay, maybe I'll just like store it in a pile in like a box. But hello, one year of artwork, just one month of artwork is no box is big enough for that. Just being real. <laughs> so what we've ended up doing was a couple of things. Number one, our main way of storing artwork is we got a, everybody got a big book. So the books that they all have, I think are all like, old recipe cookbooks <laughs> i got it from like a library sale for 50 cents each they're like the thick thick old like think encyclopedia think like really big books with lots and lots of pages so and you want something oversized and probably with a hardcover and what we did was 
we would cut out their artwork, especially if it wasn't the full page, and we would glue it or tape it into each page of the book. And we end up turning these old cookbook recipe books into their artwork book. Does that make sense? Their artwork book. <laughs> so they can pull out that book anytime they want. Yes, it's thick because it has paper taped onto each page. But now they can like flip through it like a book and look at all their artwork that they did. And this one big book that they've had, it's been about three years and none of them has gone through, like has finished the entire book. Does that make sense? So it's been lasting a while, guys. <laughs> three years later, they still have their original recipe cookbooks and storing their artwork in there. So that is a simple way. They can decorate the covers. They can do whatever they want to it. But now they have designated book to pull off the shelf and look at their artwork. Like think of it as like an artwork album. And all that we have on it is like tape, their taped artwork onto each page. So that's one. And that's our main favorite way of doing it. The other way we store, and I haven't done this one this year yet because I haven't gotten around to it so that's the only problem like you have to actually do a little bit more work is I would take pictures of their artwork and then what I would end up doing is making a photo book just uploading it to any place that you can make a photo book Costco, Snapfish, um, Shutterfly you can upload your pictures to it and then you just print out a photo book <laughs> and then now you have a album a photo book album of all your kids artwork in there. So what I would usually do is like take a picture of like three artworks at a time, four artworks at a time. And then I would just print it out into a, like pay to get a photo book printed. And now they have all their artwork. It's like the professional artwork album. So the first example was just like the easy peasy DIY. Your kids get involved. They actually tape it all in there. I don't do it. I sit there and I tell them like, hey, like cut it out, put it in there and they tape all their artwork in there. Or the second one, you know, involves more of your work <laughs> and then you can, it comes out a lot nicer, but either way works. Like if you got a little bit more money and you'd rather do it that way and you got some time, then go for it. So those are the two ways that we've been storing the rest of our artwork, their artwork to preserve those memories. And it's been working out great, like I said, so if you're looking around your house and you see that your kid loves art and you end up having like this overload of art on your refrigerator, on your tables, everywhere, like literally shoved everywhere, then maybe this simple hack will definitely help out your life and just make it a whole lot easier. And then teach your kids how to appreciate what they really love. Like, and you let them know, like, I love everything you make, um, but you tell me what you love the best, you know what you want to keep, what you want to gift to others, how can we keep it, you know, store it and so forth. So that is the great thing about this system. Like it really still does preserve the memories, but saves your house from being overloaded and cluttered <laughs> by all these tons of artwork. All right, my friends, if that was a great hack for you, let me know. And I will definitely share more of what we do in this house especially with five kids and so many things going on, systems work amazingly well for me and has helped me just keep the flow of our homeschool, our life, my business, everything going. 
and I will definitely share it all with you. All right. And by the way, if you haven't done it already, take just one minute to click on that link in my show notes to get on my VIP book list. That way you can get access to being a part of some awesome decisions and to get an amazing price for my lifestyle homeschooling book that will be coming out. And like always, only you can make your day amazing. So definitely go out and do that and declutter your home from some artwork. Woo! Hey, mama friend, if this podcast inspired, encouraged, or gave you confidence to take action today, I would love for you to share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Kavai underscore Aquin. Then drop it in a message to another friend who needs to hear it too. The biggest compliment would be for you to take a minute from your busy mama day and leave me a review and subscribe. I'm so grateful for you and I'd love to keep this conversation going. The best way to connect would be in my Facebook group, bit.ly slash H-E-M support group. Till next time, lots of aloha. Goodbye.